Bulletproof Radio, a state of high performance. You're listening to Bulletproof Radio with Dave Asprey. When you hear someone talk about blood sugar, you might zone out. That's because a lot of us think that it's only relevant to people with type 2 diabetes. But blood sugar is a topic that everyone should understand. If you want to feel good and have energy, you need to balance your blood sugar. Research shows that even healthy people have wild swings in their blood sugar right after they eat, and spikes in blood sugar make your pancreas work harder. They also make you older, and they put you at a greater risk for weight gain, heart attack, and stroke. Here's why I'm talking about this. Bioptimizers has a new product called Blood Sugar Breakthrough. You take two capsules 15 minutes before a meal. Your body will push carbs and glucose into your muscles for use as fuel instead of fat. That means you get stable energy and you don't have that post-meal crash. Better yet, you can improve your workouts and get better gains at the gym. But the biggest benefit is that it'll improve your overall health. Just go to bloodsugarbreakthrough.health for an exclusive 10% off. For 25 years, I've had a strong passion for understanding the science behind why we age and what we can do about it. One of the most groundbreaking discoveries in the last two decades is senolytics. Senolytics are plant-derived or pharmaceutical ingredients that can help your body drop old, worn-out cells. Scientists call them senescent cells, and in my books, I call them zombie cells. As you age, those senescent cells build up in your body. They live for a long time, and they eat up your energy. There is a hack for this. It's called Qualia Senolytic. Your podcast sponsor, Neurohacker Collective, created Qualia Senolytic. It eliminates those zombie cells and has a clinical study that supports its effectiveness. I really felt a difference in how my body moved after just a couple months on Qualia Synolytic. It's upped my energy level even more, and my joints feel really good. If you're over 30 and you want to use a clinically tested formula to help you feel younger, try Qualia Synolytic. To get younger now, visit neurohacker.com Dave and try it risk-free for up to 100 days. Use code DAVE at checkout to get 15%. That's neurohacker.com slash Dave. Use code DAVE. Today's cool fact of the day is that if you yelled for one year, seven months, 26 days, 20 hours, 26 minutes, and 40 seconds, to be exact, you could make just enough heat with the sound waves to warm up a quarter liter of your favorite coffee. On the show, we have Josh Del Sol, who is the director and producer of the movie called Take Back Your Power. This is cool because you don't hear me talk about it much on the show, but my background is cloud computing and computer technology and even computer security. And Take Back Your Power is about smart grids. And smart grids are a biohacking technology. They are also a computer security risk. And what we're going to talk about today is the mix of what you should be concerned about as a biohacker, the downside of all these biohacking technologies from a privacy and a personal safety perspective and from a health perspective. Josh, welcome to the show. Great. Thanks so much, Dave. Uh, it's really a pleasure to be on your show and to speak with somebody with, with such a knowledge about these issues uh, uh, and a background such as yourself. So thanks for having me on. It's my pleasure. I was intrigued when I heard about your movie because you know, you're looking at the NSA spy scandal and looking at what utility companies are doing. And I've been actually in a position to look at some of the backroom proposals from these companies in my career in Silicon Valley. And some of it's kind of scary, especially when you consider what, what in my case is, is a known piece of information that electrical fields have a, a definitive, definite impact on human health and human behavior and human sleep patterns. We just know this, like it's not up for discussion anymore. You can say what fields have what impacts I'd like to know that too. But until we sort that out, I tell you, there's no reason a smart meter is going on my house. There's no upside in it for me. So Josh, you won the Aware Guide Transformational Film of the Year mm -hmm. with this documentary, which is particularly, particularly cool. What made you want to make a film about this? Well, um, to be honest, there's, there's so many issues and this is a truly uh, bipartisan movement to the core, why so many people are realizing what's going on with smart meters and smart grids and saying no and taking a stand and, and exercising their right not to have one. 
But the first issue that came across my path um, when I first started hearing about these these uh, devices was uh, the health aspect. And that was the summer of 2011. They had already been installed in Ontario, Canada, and California, and um, several other places. And, and the reports that were coming back were, yes, the concerns about privacy and surveillance and, and hacking. And uh, the, the main issue that we were hearing about is that people were getting sick and not just a few people, you know, having functional impairments or uh, illnesses uh, of various sorts. But this was like hundreds, if not thousands of people reporting their utilities that the electric meter on their house, the upgraded meter was making them sick. So that really got me started in the production of Take Back Your Power. I set out to just simply interview a couple people who had sensitivities to this kind of uh, radiation. And I wanted to find out whether it was legitimate or not. So that initially what was intended to be a 10 minute YouTube video has evolved into a full length feature uh, documentary, which has won now a couple of awards. So how do we know this isn't placebo? I mean, honestly, there's so many things that happen in your house all the time. How would you know that it was your smart meter that made you sick, especially with these chronic illnesses? I mean, could it be my favorite thing, you know, toxic mold, which seems to pop up more often than it should? Or could it be mercury poisoning? Or could it be that, you know, your mother was mean to you when you were a baby? Like, how do we really, like, draw the line here? Well, according to industry's version of the science and government agencies, according to their standards, there should be no problem with these smart meters or advanced meters. They're, you know, they're within the uh, microwave transmission range, the guidelines. But what we've realized is that those standards are based on uh, only a small, small percentage of the science, and almost all of it is funded by, by industry. Uh, and it dates back to the, the 1950s, if not before. So when you look at all of the evidence, there's actually several thousand published scientific studies, well over 6,000, in fact, that show uh, clearly there is uh, an effect that happens with this kind of uh, radiation. The core assumption behind most of the research is that it's a heating effect that damages the cells. And unfortunately, the cells are also using electrical signaling. So if you interrupt signaling or you interrupt things that happen at the membrane of the cell, not through heating effects, the science and the standards don't support that. Um, my, my favorite story, and honestly, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show was that in the book, uh, Electromagnetism and Life by Robert uh, C. Beck or Becker, you probably know. Becker, yeah. Becker, thank you. I always confuse him with Beck. He writes about what the Russians did during the Cold War to the U.S. Embassy. And they aimed microwave radiation, the same stuff we use for cell phones, at the embassy. And they turned it up to within allowable limits yes. by our own standards. And of course, the people there got sick all the time. They had weird cancers. They, they were on a rotation duty to come in and out. And when they finally figured out this was happening, they got really upset at the Russians. And the Russians just laughed and said, no, no, we're within the limits of your law. So we're not doing anything that you wouldn't do to your own people. So like, hey, you know, these are the same Russians who also still reject US meat because it's not fit for human consumption. Uh, and I tend to yeah. agree with them. So Given that this is real, this goes back to the 80s, we've known about this and other people, other countries have known about this. And there are thousands of studies, like you have to have your head in the sand to not yeah. actually just accept that there's something happening here and that we might want to look into that more before we do a broad scale deployment of this. Yeah, there's something happening. The World Health Organization even admitted in 2011 uh, uh, that there, this type of uh, radio frequency or microwave radiation is a class 2B potential cancer-causing carcinogen. So rather than employ the precautionary principle, uh, industry has steamrolled all legitimate uh, uh, arguments for, for just you know holding on these installations of these meters because of the power and the control and the economic benefits and the, the surveillance and the monitoring that, that are a part of this technology. I just would like to back up for a moment and just to give the, the viewer an understanding, if you haven't heard of a smart meter or smart grid or advanced meter, whatever the utilities term of the day is, uh, utilities around the world, and this is happening all at the same time in all Western countries, are uh, in installing meters that um, have the ability, they're actually, they're actually two-way transmission devices that pulse microwave radiation every few seconds, uh, just at a, a several millisecond burst and for 24 seven. So this is a, a, a measurable dose of microwave energy that is up to 8,000 times higher than a cell phone, an active cell phone call from the same distance away. So if you're foot, a foot away from the meter, 
and your foot away from the from the cell phone, despite the rhetoric from from utilities, the the science and the testing actually shows that the meter is hundreds, if not thousands, of times higher depending on the model of the meter. So this is significant. And they also uh, downgrade the quality of electricity in your home, producing something, a byproduct, what's known as dirty electricity. And we can talk about that perhaps uh, later. But just to give an overview, that is also responsible, uh, the science is showing, for a uh, you know, tremendous number of people having functional impairments and uh, and, and, and health issues as, as far as the, the meters. So there's, there's rights and and uh privacy going away from the people there the meters are allowing time of use billing so so the the cost is is going to be increasing as we saw in the trailer uh it's part of a plan to to skyrocket energy and utility costs to make it a a privilege and not a right and as a byproduct as uh, in our film, Take Back Your Power, another uh, Silicon Valley executive who we actually interviewed uh, said he, he didn't know at the time when these discussions were happening about you know controlling the home and extracting the data. What he didn't know was the byproduct was radiation. So this is uh, a potential, well, it already is a crisis, but it's a potentially catastrophic one uh, as far as uh, rights go, but you know, especially as far as the, the you know, human biological being in all biological life and uh, including insects and uh, and nature as well. So right now, the Bulletproof Executive Radio Show is the number one ranked health podcast on iTunes. And this week, about 50,000 people are going to hear this. And we tend to be a, a pretty well-educated, relatively skeptical audience where we ask questions about this. And most people are trained to be skeptical of the claim that electrical fields have any effect on human biology. I don't know actually really where that comes from other than this division that happened in the late 1800s between the electrical medicine guys and the chemical medicine guys. And we've been sort of on divergent paths ever since. And like the news that shouldn't be news, but is news for most, for most people is that your body is not a chemical system or an electrical system. It's a chemical electrical magnetic system. And all three of those modalities work at the same time in your tissues, depending on which tissue at what time and what type of signal. The other thing that's really scary is I had Dr. Bill Pollock on earlier talking about a device called the Soma Pulse. This is a pulsed electromagnetic field generating device that you can use to increase your speed of healing. And it works really dramatically. If you listen to that podcast, P-A-W-L-U-C-K, I don't remember the number offhand, um, we actually have a, a code for like a discount code on this device. And I use one when I travel, especially because it increases resilience, it changes nitric oxide levels. It uses one third the power of a mobile phone. And you said these devices are up to 8,000 times, the smart meters are 8,000 times stronger than what a mobile phone does? Depending on two factors, the brand of the meter and what in the, in the, the make and, and model of the meter itself, the wattage of the meter, and on the cell phone side, how many bars you have on your connection. So yeah. cell phones are, if you have one or two bars, the output on the, the phone itself is going to be tremendously higher than if you have four or five. Uh, but we did a we did a test with with four bars, so not even an excellent connection, and a, a smart meter that was installed in by KIUC on Kauai. And the difference was in the range of 550 times higher, more radiation uh, coming from the, the smart meter. And that's pulsed um, energy as, as well. That is uh, a little bit scary because this isn't necessarily a, an issue of the power of the signal, although that appears to matter. It's an issue of the frequency of the signal and what it does to your body's own subtle signaling in a cell and intracellularly and intercellularly. So there's a definite health concern. And, and as a biohacker, someone who understands you can get a signal off the body, you also should understand that you can measure changes in heart rate variability when you're exposed to electromagnetic fields like this. Like they affect your sympathetic, parasympathetic response. And there is no debate. There's no need for further studies on this. We know this and we have known it for a very long time. We just don't like to pay attention to it. Open your iPhone manual and it says, warning, do not operate this device while it's touching your skin. What? Don't, don't, anyway, that's not to pick on Apple because mobile phones are mobile phones. By the way, I have like three or four of them floating around here. You know, Josh, I have an iPad, but it's mm -hmm. in airplane mode. Most of my devices are in airplane mode, so I'm not getting constant broadcasting. When I want to download a movie, I plug in my Wi-Fi router and I download a movie that I unplug it. This stuff mm -hmm. isn't going to kill you. 
But if you're around it all the time, it's going to make you weak. Yeah, so many people are having, you know, whether it's problems sleeping or arrhythmia or headaches or just kind of feeling general fatigue, you know, memory loss and and all all of these issues, including the increases in cancer, all of these issues were identified by 1972 in a U.S. Navy document, which we bring out in the film, had 2,300 studies with the, the observed health effects from this kind of energy, from this kind of radiation. And we're seeing all of the same symptoms from people, from a certain percentage of people who have these meters installed. Now, it's not just the meters. This is a point which, you know, if you <laughs> uh, haven't had enough already with, with this, you know, being overwhelmed that it's, it's the, the radiation from the meters, but it's, um, it's the infrastructure, the towers and the routers and the collectors and all of this additional infrastructure, the, the high-powered WiMAX, everything is going Wi-Fi in our cities. And that is to communicate uh, with everything else, this internet of things that we're hearing about and communicate with the, all of the, the data that will be transmitted every few seconds by the meter. So that's outside of your house. And it's also inside of your house with the, what's called the home area network, what utilities are calling the HAN. And that's where um, all of the appliances will be transmitting wirelessly and there won't be an off switch. So this is something like, you know, we're literally talking about being bathed in electromagnetic radiation soup uh, against our will in the face of, of all of this scientific evidence. And not only that, but tens of thousands of people reporting that they're, they're getting sick after having these meters installed. And not only that, but the utilities and government haven't done a single study uh, to show that these meters are safe. And if they did one, it was, would undoubtedly be uh, biased uh, um, to produce the, the result that they wanted. Well, I am maybe a minority here. I understand that pulse electromagnetic fields have an effect on the human body. There is no reason that industry could not engineer these fields to enhance human resilience. We can make a Wi-Fi device that works very well to not harm you at a minimum and to help you in a, a good case. It's interesting. One of the guys with the first patent on 802.11 Wi-Fi, the, the very first Wi-Fi we had, uh, I met with him about three years ago for coffee in Mountain View, California at Red Rock Coffee. And uh, yes, I did go for a single estate coffee there, and I had a good result from it, for those of you who are questioning it, and it was roasted by Four Barrel. Anyway, what we talked about there was that he was taking these sensitive electromagnetic devices used for troubleshooting Wi-Fi networks, like million-dollar equipment, and turning it back on the human body to get a signal off of the human. And that's remarkable. He's saying, well, we're pretty sure we can get this data and correlate it using cloud computing and big data with different things happening in the human body. So we know that even that we transmit these things. And it's kind of funny because I'm a biohacker. This is a device called The Mind. If you're looking on video, you can see it. It's a 3D printed prototype from an engineer out of, I believe, the Czech Republic, if memory serves, the at the Quantified Self Conference. This thing picks up very subtle changes in your magnetic field. And it changes based on when you're around devices. You wanna see if you pick up a static charge more around devices? Yeah, we've got meters for that too. This is a meter that shows what earthing does for you or doesn't do for you, depending on where you are and what's in the ground electricity. So, wow, this isn't like any kind of conspiracy theory stuff. This is just hard science at this point. Why does everyone still think it's nutty, out there stuff, if there's 2,300 studies about this, if there are no studies showing that these smart meters are safe, and if I know in my own clients that, that Wi-Fi devices affect sleep and that electrical filters that make for less dirty electricity also affect sleep, what's the secret? Like, why? Is this an organized conspiracy or something? I don't know. Well, you got to ask yourself, like, who benefits or where does the money go? And when you look at the mobile phone industry, and the utility industries put together. I mean, we, we outline in the film, you know, look at the top seven companies according to revenue generation on the planet, and six of them are in oil and gas. And uh, if you look at the top 20, there's a whole bunch more that are in communications, wireless communications and, and u- utilities coming together uh, to have a huge vested interest in trying to 
you know, float the idea that this technology is is safe. And not only is it safe, but it's needed. It's going to reduce energy. It's going to help the environment. It actually does the opposite. It uses more energy. It's been measured. The pilot program, <laughs> pilot program. I didn't know that. Are, you know, it, each one of these meters has a switching mode power supply and it's so cheaply made uh, and it has, you know, no filters and it, it's just wow. for pennies in China for the most part. It's not UL certified. That's another thing that most people are blown away by. But it produces a dirty electricity field that that piggybacks the 60 hertz cycle in your house. So it basically chops up the signal approximately 40,000 times per second. And it produces this, this field of an infinite range of frequencies, this riding on the wiring in your house and creating a magnetic field. Uh, around the wiring. So that's in addition to the microwave radiation, that's causing a lot of people to to have functional impairments and illness, especially in cases where their house wiring isn't perfectly grounded. This is all, um, this is all, you know, provable. This is all, we know that this is happening. There's electrical engineers talking about this, but utilities, they're just not even responding. I couldn't even get a single utility executive to go on film uh, for Take Back Your Power. I could not get the official story to anyone with a face and a voice to go on the film. I literally had to take pieces of, of other interviews that were either from news, television, or you know, different sources to, to piece together their perspective on this. So they are hoping that the people don't figure out what's going on here. They're hoping that the, the, the people don't figure out that this not only is, is going to make people sick, but it's going to make all of your appliances in your house totally hackable. Vanity Fair did an article on how easy it was to hack into your and shut down your appliances in your house uh, and, and shut down even the energy to your house altogether. Yeah, the, the, uh, and, the hackers and the over there. Surveillance is just, you know, mind boggling from, from there as you know, you'll, you'll see in the film. But I just really quickly, before we go on any further, Dave, I just want to give the viewer an understanding. These devices are not mandatory. There is no legal requirement to have one, but unless you said unless you say no to them, they just come and install them on, on your house or your apartment. It is a good piece of advice to weld some heavy pieces of steel in front of your existing meter so that when someone might accidentally try and come and upgrade the meter when you're not home, they can't do it. <laughs> uh, I know a few people who have actually done that. And it does happen where you come home and there's a new meter and they say, oh, we thought we had your permission. Because honestly, rolling a truck and having someone walk into your backyard to read your meter all the time is a very expensive thing to do. And there's dogs and everything else. And I, I'm absolutely certain that you could engineer a wired Ethernet solution or a safe way to get power consumption data that doesn't require a wireless device. I think the wireless thing is just there for convenience and uh, cost of, of putting it in. Um, but we haven't thought through the biological implications, not just for ourselves, but for animals and for you know, the whole planet. Like This is not anything like what's ever happened. I can also tell you, we see lights and we see darkness and we experience heat fields, but we don't see infrared, but it's there and it has a biological effect. It, it's not that difficult to understand that the changes we make to our exposome, the set of all the things where we, our body, our biology experiences include fields we can't see because, well, we can measure them. We know they're there. Like this, this is science and just making willy nilly changes to things that are hard to see isn't really a good idea from a systems thinking perspective. Make a change, measure the results. And we have not done that well enough. And when we did do it with those 2300 studies, we didn't like what we found. So there's, there's a case that says the precautionary principle for your own home where you live ought to be in place. And the way to do that is don't install one of these things until there's more studies that show they're safe. And like you, Josh, I don't believe that those studies would show these are safe. So mm -hmm. I'm not planning to have a smart meter. Right. And well, the, the industry versions of the studies could show anything that they want. We have whistleblowers in the film who the show and talk about their experience as working as researchers for companies like Motorola and, and how uh, they started showing, you know, biological harm being done from this radiation. Motorola came back to them and said, you can't, pu you can't publish that. Well, it's just that it's not ready for publication. Uh, we, we're not sure on your methods and, and all this stuff. So there's this intentional skewing of the science that, um, you know, has been going back on other issues like asbestos and smoking and DDT and, and thalidomide and all this stuff. The industry will just, they'll just keep going. There's a psychopathic element that, that lacks empathy and compassion. And because it's not connected to 
a feeling of, of life and, you know, caring for other people, if it's only connected to the bottom line, this consciousness of these, you know, behind these corporations, evidently, it's just going to keep going unless and until people uh, wake up and take a stand against it. Like that's pretty much right. obvious that all of our, you know, overseeing uh, watchdog agencies have been corp- corporately owned, uh, become corporately controlled or, or owned or lobbied or, or what have you. So it's pretty much up to us to speak up at this point. It is up to us. And I just want to say, I, I've been really fortunate in my career. I've worked with senior executives and I still do at, at you know, very, very large companies, guys who control billions and billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Mostly, in fact, the vast majority of those people are conscientious. They have kids, they care about the world and they're not you know, evil puppet masters with, you know, satanic rights on their walls and in their living rooms. What happens when you're an executive at a company like that is you have 5,000 employees, still kind of small by Walmart scales or whatever. There's no way that the CEO can get all of that knowledge Mm -hmm. into his head. So it comes down to he sets a culture and, or she sets a culture in many cases now, which is a good thing. And this culture goes out into the company. The problem is that the sum of hundreds of millions of decisions that are made every day by individuals at big companies towards the company's best interests. When you add all that together in a complex system, what emerges is a giant psychopath. Yes, that's, thank you. <laughs> but, but these are not bad people. And, thank you. Yes. you know, I, I've been bagged on, you know, I've worked in as a VP at a couple of big security companies and like, oh, you know, it's, it's all in your best interest. No, like people genuinely want to help other people. It's mm-hmm. just that when lots of people want to help other people and you know, their company's interests, that little tiny tweak that you made over here ends up coming back and generating this hiding of science behavior. And that's something that's happened here. There are, there, there are several gatekeepers or people at, at positions of influence within this discussion and within the scientific community over the past decades that, that seem to be just, they don't want to know the truth. Oh yeah. And so they'll just block it out and they'll just kind of go take the big paycheck and just steamroll yeah. forward. But I totally agree, Dave, and I appreciate that insight and that distinction that it's not the people that we're fighting against because, you know, we they don't, for the most part, have the right information or, or their their perspective is off or they're, they've been skewed a little bit from having a clear view of things. But it's the, the energy and that, like you say, that coming together of this obsession to to based on, upon competition based upon getting more and more control that it becomes it's like a snowballing machine that eventually would seek to preserve or preserve yeah. itself over everything else in existence there are a few willingly unaware unethical people who make very big decisions that don't serve humanity i i give you that just this you know vilification of executives at these companies isn't warranted except in a few cases where we probably know who they are and we can point our fingers and be like, we know. But, right. you know, it, it's not a, you know, there's no meetings in boardrooms, at least none where I've ever been invited, where there's, you know, a cabal of people, you know, rubbing their hands together and doing evil stuff. It's just not like that. Like, they're all just people trying to, like, do things that are generally going to make some money, yeah, make paychecks, and help other people and, like, deliver a useful service because that's actually how you make money. So right. it's, it's, a, it's a funny thing. But let's talk a bit more about what other effects uh, and what we can do to mitigate the EMF fields. If you accept the supposition, and if you don't believe this, there's plenty of info on the internet right now, and I'm sure you can point us to some resources we'll put in the show notes. But if you accept our, our assumptions here, just for the sake of the rest of this podcast, that there is a biological effect of EMF, what should people potentially do? Reflective paints, uh, those metal, metal mesh screens, should I live in a Faraday cage? Should I paint something in my bedroom? Right. What have you seen is effective? With regards to EMF and electromagnetic radiation in general, um, yeah, use Wi-Fi, your Wi-Fi router as little as possible, if at all. Use wired. Same thing with your computers themselves on your laptop. Turn off the wi- the Wi-Fi uh, when when you're using the computer, if you can, and just just plug it in. You know, there's been studies that show when you, when we have a computer on your lap, the sperm count literally, you know, it tangibly and measurably goes down. That's scientific knowledge uh, based upon. Yeah, science. So like, here's here's my Wi-Fi router in case anyone right. wants to see. Like, it's not plugged in, but I have a little Ethernet cable over here for, for when I need it, and a power cable. But like, that's how to live. You you don't need Wi-Fi most of the time. So, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't no. mean to interrupt you there, but no, you don't. Tell. But but it's it's basically you know recognizing the sources of the radiation and also um, the magnetic fields 
in addition to the high frequency, you know, Wi-Fi or microwave fields, the magnetic fields that come from things like clock radios and and various devices, which you don't really want to have close next to your head when you're sleeping. Um, so it's unplugging, rather not using the wireless and turning off the wireless and and plugging in using an Ethernet uh, cable wherever wherever you can. Um, use your phone if you can get a good headset or use it on 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 hands free. And but as far as smart meters go. The number one thing you need to you need to do if, if you don't want to be exposed to the health effects and the loss of rights and the increased costs associated with them is to write your utility letter to say under no circumstances will you accept one of these meters, one of these you know upgraded devices on your home. And if you already have one, if you find out that they've already installed one without your permission, then you have the right to demand that it be taken off uh, your home. Now, there's resources on our site, takebackyourpower.net. And if, if you, you know, go to the Take Action page and also enter in your email, because if, if you want solutions, they're being developed as we speak. We're uh, accessing a higher level of authority and jurisdiction, you could say, in the solutions that we are making available and helping to bring forward that others are developing uh, through our website. So after you watch the film, take back your power, you can enter in your email address and the solutions will be, will be coming to you over, over time in addition to our take action page. But I just want to mention this, that we have to do it in writing because that's how they do business. If they try to call you or if they you know, come to your house and say they want to meet with you to you know, educate you about the meters, just have them put it in writing. And you need to, to, to do so uh, in writing as well with like a registered mail. It's the best, the best way to do it, to There's, make it very clear. There's another trick. If they want to talk to you in person, just set up a video camera. Right. See what they say. And the, and the odds are nothing because they'd step in something and they've been trained that way. So yeah. the other thing is the guy coming to your house to install the, the, the wireless thing, he's actually not a dark imperial overlord. He's just a guy whose job is to install meters. And, and I, I don't just don't be a dick. <laughs> like you can say no firmly and nicely and like, the world can continue being a, a somewhat happy place versus like dumping on the guy and telling him, you know, I've got a shotgun and you're a jerk. No, he's not a jerk. He's getting a paycheck for doing something he doesn't believe is harmful. So right. differences in assumptions, but like we're all human beings here and we can act like that. Yeah. So uh, I've, <laughs> I've heard horrible stories from, you know, meter people where, you know, they're just chewed on and just treated like absolute crap. And bottom line is, you know, they're humans too, and they just don't think what they're doing is, is a bad thing. They're like helping people. So they're just wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not bad. Yeah. Now, don't, don't, don't shoot the messenger nor the delivery of the, the, of the technology, but you need to go above them so you're not, you don't find yourself negotiating with, with somebody at the door. There yeah. actually have been cases where police have, have enforced installation. So it is, it is getting a little bit draconian in, in some cases, in some areas. But um, yeah, just make it clear in writing, peaceful, you know, take the high road. Absolutely. Now, it seems to me that, that, you know, there is an unshielded power supply in these meters. And it seems to me that sometimes like boring insects and other weird biological substances end up inside smart meters on a regular basis in some homes, not others. It, 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 have cases of this been reported? <laughs> you know, that's interesting. I, uh, I've never heard of that. I'm um, just saying if there was if there was such a meter on my house, I would just wonder how it kept breaking over and over and over. I, I don't understand it, but maybe we should go back to the other one. <laughs> right. Well, the, the old meters actually run for 50 years yeah. um, without any maintenance. They just go and go and go. These new ones, you know, are designed to be replaced in five or seven years. And, and plus, like, I think the neighbor kids were playing baseball and the baseball was thrown really hard right at the meter and it just broke. And like, it's, I, I don't know what happened. So... <laughs> Uh, right. I, I imagine that's happening on a regular basis. Well, um, we interviewed uh, Dr. Dietrich Klinghardt. Oh, he, he's uh, a friend. I've shared a hotel room with Dr. Klinghardt. He's cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and he actually said in the interview, you can you can watch the full interview of him, 44 minutes on YouTube on uh, via our, our website. But uh, he said something in the interview that in Germany, they have been taking uh, um, like uh, axes, you know, to, to meters and, and uh, some people we're not advocating. No, to I, I, me either. I'm just saying it seems like someone <laughs> would do it. I would never do that because that, you know, that would be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dr. Klinghardt's work around uh, the fact that he claims and he's not uh, he's out there a little bit on some of his theories, but he claims that with statistics and all. He can tell you with pretty good accuracy whether a child is likely to have autism or ADD based on yeah. the level of EMF in the pregnant mother's bedroom. 
Yes, we actually investigate that in the film, in the, I should say, in the director's cut of our of our film, which is the full-length version. Um, and uh, it turned out to be that he worked with uh, 10, 10 mothers with autistic kids and 10 mothers with, with you know, non-autistic children. It went back to the sleeping locations, measured the microwave radiation, and it turns out the ones with autistic kids, the Wi-Fi or the, the radiation was 20.7 times higher than the ones that had healthy children. So, and there's hundreds of other studies that seem to indicate a link. The research is not yet, you know, what we could call conclusive. I'll but, go, I, I, uh, let's be even more clear. I do not believe electromagnetic fields cause autism. I don't believe vaccines cause autism. I don't believe mercury causes it. I don't believe toxic mold causes it. I believe chronic neurological inflammation from the environmental impact of what's around you causes autism. Just in general, it, right. It's, it's the straw that broke the camel's back. I just want less straw in my house. And EMF is a straw. Yeah. And this is one of the things behind the Better Baby book, my book about epigenetics and how to have healthier offspring is when you're pregnant, like reduce stress, re- reduce toxins, <laughs> reduce EMF, reduce all the things that are likely to cause trouble here. So this is just one of those things. Um, not to sound, you know, like one thing is the cause of autism. It's pretty clear it's multi-cause. Yeah, I would agree. Now, let's see here. Should I, so I, I'm uh, about to move finally here on Vancouver Island and I'm certainly putting Wi-Fi. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not putting Wi-Fi. I'll have a, a Wi-Fi antenna, but I'm not relying on Wi-Fi. I'm putting Ethernet into all the rooms. Mm-hmm. I'm debating whether I should put steel shielding around the electrical wires in my house. But I mean, should I actually go off grid? Is If people can do that, they don't live in a big city. Should they start thinking about it for their health and wellness or for their civil liberties? What, what's your take on that? Well, that is an option that a lot of people, more and more people are, are, are doing, taking advantage of. The cost of solar is coming down like exponentially over the past 10 or, or 10 plus years. There are uh, tariffs that governments are you know, applying to solar technologies to bring the cost back up since most of them are made in China. It's being done in the name of protecting you know, at-home jobs and, and so forth. But still, the cost of solar is going down. Now, with respect to health, by producing solar and feeding back into the grid and you're using an inverter that is in many cases also producing a dirty electricity and a magnetic field. So some people who are on the more sensitive side to electromagnetic radiation are actually you know, negatively impacted by the inverter, which is basically like a switching mode supply. Uh, it switches the mode similar to the, the, the device in the smart meter. You're but, talking um, about like one of these, right? Like a power supply? In, in essence, yeah. but just think of any time you're switching from DC to AC or AC to DC without proper shielding or without the proper filtering like is available in especially Europe, it's more, more known there. This device, there by the way, will measure um, the ions. You can look at the field, you can look at changes in ion currents that come off of a poorly built power supply versus yep. a good one. So the quality of those little wall warts that are powering all your devices affects the electromagnetism in your home. So buying the cheapest crap you can get from some random supplier will affect your electromagnetic environment more than buying a quality device that costs 20% more. Right. But by, yes, by going off grid, you completely, if you're off grid completely, then you don't have to worry about having an inverter issue or having a dirty electricity issue if it's just, you know, uh, DC in, in your home and if you store the energy. But uh, as far as civil li- liberties, yeah, I mean, we, we haven't really touched on the yeah. in home surveillance aspect. Let's of talk about that. Like, but, let's get out the NSA, Edward Snowden, whole angle right. on this, because, you know, that's my computer security background. And like, we know the NSA did bad things. Like, guys, we're watching you almost as much as you're watching us. Hi there. Anyway, <laughs> so basically with the meters, the U.S. government, Congressional Research Service, in their report on smart meters and cybersecurity, it states very clearly that with smart meters, police will have access to what's going on in your home, you know, what you're watching on television, when you're home, uh, what appliances you're using, what you're making for dinner, all this stuff. And that's just kind of the tip of the iceberg. There's been... Uh, patents put forward, patent applications by Verizon that um, want to... Um, now, this application didn't go through, but it's interesting that it was put forward. They applied for it, which shows their intention. of wanting to harvest the data of everything that goes on in your living room. So what's well, Josh, being said, hold on a second. I, I've yeah. been a CTO in Silicon Valley companies. 
especially at a big company like Verizon, you cannot say that was their intention. What happened is they have an army of like a thousand attorneys. And right. one of the attorneys who does patents, who's one of like 40 of them who do that, talked to an engineer and his job as the attorney was to find some patents. And the engineer was like, I'll get like a bonus of a thousand bucks if I sign a patent. And they're like, well, we could do this. We don't want someone else to do it. Let's just do this. So a little bit of skepticism there that this is their intent. Yeah, that's an evil idea. And someone patented it, but it's not like they did it. A guy did it. And I guarantee you the CEO of Verizon didn't go, wow, check this out. Let's do it. Like, that's not how patents work in big companies. Okay. So, I, I mean, we can't just say, okay, well, you know, the NSA is bad, but, you know, companies are good. Um, I'm not because saying there, that. There's, there's working together that's going on. And now they're not doing it. They're not setting out perhaps to, like, come in and invade you and, and make you a, a drone slave. I'm not saying that. <laughs> but the reason why they want to harvest all of the data in the home, primarily from a business standpoint, is for marketing purposes. Yes. So they're talking about harvesting the information of what's being said and the, the mood of how it's being said and the products in and around you and how you consume those products in your room through use of, again, a Wi-Fi device and the TV, and then selling you or providing, pushing advertising to you in real time. So depending on the conversation that you're having or the argument that you're having with your spouse, you know, this was even said in that patent application that they would then push marriage counseling on you. Yeah, or like birth uh, control solutions. Or birth control, what you're doing right. in the bedroom. I mean, hey, that, this sounds great. I mean, we can That's sell it. more. It's, it, it's, it's evil, obviously. So that information is not only being used for marketing purposes, it's going and it's being stored in government facilities. And there's evidence that we've uncovered that there's, this, is, this is going on beyond... Uh, despite uh, legislation like CISPA being shot down by the U.S. Senate, this is still sending the the, the data of, of in your private home from the corporations to the government is is actually happening. So this is what you know. One of the reasons why we're bringing this conversation forward, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I I like that. I totally agree. What are some of the other privacy implications? Okay. So you know, Verizon has filed a patent for this that they did. They were not awarded. We know A.C. Nielsen uh, forever has been, uh, this is a company that, that looks at television ratings. And it's incredibly valuable and expensive for companies to learn how many people watch my TV show because that's how you go to advertisers and all this. And same thing, those loyalty cards at grocery stores, those are there um, so they can track who's buying what and they can be more predictive about how much to order and all that. And they can also know what to send to your house, what coupons are going to be most effective to get you to consume more. Right. So it's a logical extension that, of course, businesses want to know what you're doing at home because that's that information is gold. Because yeah. if you're if you're the guy who cleans your house four times a day or four times a week, I should say, then you're going to buy more cleaning solution and they should target their harassment campaigns on you more like that. That just makes sense. So are you sort of thinking the motivation behind this is is primarily that and, you know, sort of the the civil liberties sides of it are kind of a side effect or is there like more of a nefarious government thing going on here? You know, I don't know. Um, I have my thoughts about that and I don't know the, you know, it's, it's this percent percentage, this, and it's this percentage that I don't know, but what it, what it seems to be is that, you know, it works for them, for these corporations and for marketing interests from a financial standpoint. They can then sell the data for billions and billions of dollars, what everyone's doing in their in their home. And there's already corporations set up to, to buy this information. The California Utilities Commission has actually admitted that it hopes that this, you know, selling of information uh, opens up uh, market opportunities. This is also in our, in our film. They've actually ad admitted that they want to take the data and, and sell it. On the other hand, there does seem to be this, obviously, you know, we know about the NSA spying scandal and, and there is a governmental desire or someone say a, a obsession to basically dragnet everything that's going on through this, you know, smart grid and through the internet of, of things. So, you know, Edward Snowden talked about uh, the why that's a problem. You know, they could paint anyone in the context of a wrongdoer or let's say for, for political reason, if you voiced your opinion about, uh, you know, that you don't support the current administration or, or whatever, you know, that could lead to without recourse, suffering austerity measures or having your the energy cut off to your home or, or who knows who knows what? I'm not saying that this stuff is going to happen. I'm saying that the meter and the research is showing that the meter gives them access to remotely control and monitor and extract information and shut off power supply at the flick of a switch. Or if a hacker gets gets in on a cell phone from China, as the former CIA director has, has said in our film, 
Uh, so this is something that it's just making everybody and everything vulnerable, whether it's privacy and surveillance or hacking vulnerabilities. And it's just, it's not helping anybody, uh, um, so, any, any consumer. Uh, so the, the basic idea is that there are known health effects that are not good. And there are unknown health effects probably too. Um, there are privacy issues. There are you know, government control issues, like I guess commercial privacy and government privacy things. So big three reasons not to put a smart meter on your home. And uh, from my perspective, if somebody wants my data, whether it's my quantified self, you know, my biohacking data about the state of my brain, how many breaths a minute I take, how many steps I take, I would like that data to be anonymized with like actually anonymized, not just claim to be anonymized. Right. And I would like to be able to sell the data to the highest bidder if I want to, but they don't have the rights to my data. And the same thing goes for what happens inside my house. So if you're thinking about this from any of those, those three fields, the most important one in my mind is health because, sorry, that cat's out of the bag and you can claim you need more studies or whatever. That's just not the case. And that should be enough to put a complete stop to this. And the other two things are like icing on the cake from my perspective where, okay, do you want people to know what you're doing in your house? No. And is there a constitutional reason that they're not allowed to know unless they have a warrant? Yeah, there's a reason for that. It seems like those protections have been weakened recently. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see how things uh, end up over the next 10 or 20 years there. And in the meantime, um, I, I think that's, that's a pretty compelling case that says, given that you have a choice of having a smart meter or not having a smart meter, why would you choose one? Is there a benefit to a consumer of putting a smart meter in their home? Well, utilities will say that it gives the customer more, you know, control and ability to see how energy is being used in their home. But there's a couple of problems with that. Number one is that the under the federal stimulus, which $11 billion of um, taxpayer money was funneled into to utilities for Smart Grid uh, in 2008, uh, there was supposed to be um, a devices that go along with the meter that directly allow, you know, a, a homeowner empowering the homeowner to monitor and, and keep track of their own energy uses. Those devices were not included, but, you know, so, so that was not fulfilled, that, that mandate of this allocation of funds. And um, second of all, it, when you think about it, it really doesn't give you any more control if, if you know how much energy is being used any more than uh, you can buy a $30 device, like a TEDx device and, and plug it in. And that would produce more information in most cases than if you were actually to take the time and to log into your, your smart meter and to see all your appliance use and, and, and so forth. Um, the, really, the, the benefit is, is, uh, is not there. In, in addition to, you know, we touched only a little bit on the cost aspect. And what the, the meter does is it allows is allows utilities to charge whatever they want during peak hours. And we're already seeing 8, 10%, 15% per year increases in, in utility rates. And that's not even counting the time of use that, that they want to charge people in, in the future. So the, uh, the stated ob objectives, you know, the giving people more control uh, of their home, that's, it's not happening. People are not reducing their energy usage. It's not saving energy on the whole. And it's, it's kind of like being said that it's a necessary for modern, modernization, but none of those benefits are going to the people in, in this case. It doesn't sound like there's a clear case for putting one in my house, that's for sure. And I, I'm going to come back to the health of my kids uh, and my own health and my human performance. And those are going to be non-negotiable terms. And yeah, maybe I'd be willing to sell my data about how often I have dinner or something. Um, by the way, food companies won't like that either because I only eat like two meals a day because you don't need to eat more when you're not eating crap. But hey, that's, that's another discussion. Mm. So that brings us to the end of the interview, though, just because of the amount of time we've got. And there's a question that I've asked everyone on the podcast I want to ask you. Mm. Given all the things you've learned uh, in uh, both smart grids and not, uh, what are the top three recommendations you have for people who want to perform better? Like if Hmm. Everything from when you were born till now, what are the three most important ones? Well, that's kind of putting me on the spot, Dave. Absolutely. <laughs> well, the first one that's coming to mind right now is, um, you know, be clear what it is you want and what it is you don't want. Really, you know, you could say we're all sentient beings. We all can think for ourselves. We all have the ability to make decisions for ourselves. So we're all, in that sense, sovereign beings. So get clear on what you want and what it is you don't want, and then you'll be able to manifest and create that in your life. It's something that I'm, I'm learning about. With respect to the, the smart meter and smart grid issue, we need to start as a society, as a whole, really being clear with what it is we don't want. 
and realizing that you know the, there there are no watchdog organizations anymore that are that are unbiased uh, for the for the most part. We just need to start taking responsibility. So, I guess that would be you know the first one. the The second one might be if there's this is helpful for me because sometimes you know I, I've had to develop pretty thick skin when I'm talking to people about this issue, especially since the majority of people. In, you know, in society don't understand the significance of the the health effects of this kind of radiation, but be open to other people's points of view and information coming to you because that's how, you know, the conversation moves forward. And I would say the third one would be feeling, you know, connecting with something or, or someone that you love and just feeling that love on a daily basis is is uh is another thing that's really been uh, helped me on on my path of pushing through all of the barriers that we had to get through to to get this film take back your power out as of six months ago it released and it's starting to to get around the world but it was a hugely difficult process and i i had to keep coming back to to that feeling of love and that feeling like you know we are all connected and there is something that's positive that's happening in the world and in our lives. And, you know, we need to take steps and, and to correct it and to be involved. Yes. Um, but we can, uh, we, we don't have to be in fear and we can feel the love. And from that love is where the positive solutions I've, I've felt uh, come from. So I don't know that's kind of rambling there, Dave, but that's, uh, that's best you're going to get from me right now from those three things. Uh, those are perfectly, perfectly good answers. <laughs> Josh Del Sol from takebackyourpower.net. Thank you for being on the show. Is there any other resource you'd like to send people to who want to learn more about this? We'll list all these in the show notes for people, but just Twitter accounts, Facebook accounts, anything like that? Yeah, facebook.com slash takebackyourpower, twitter.com slash tbypfilm. And um, yeah, just go on go on our, our website, takebackyourpower.net. Um, it's $2.99 to watch the film online. We have DVDs. And uh, be sure to enter your email address if you want to be part of the, the greater solution that's that's happening around the world on this issue. Thank you. If you're listening in your car or at home or watching the video on iTunes or on YouTube, thank you. And if this was helpful to you or you're concerned about dirty power in your home, check out the GreenWave electrical filters that are there on the Upgraded Self site. I've used these with coaching clients who have a hard time waking up in the middle of the night from electrical surges, and they always wake up at exactly the same time every night. This is a strange solution that seems to help a certain class of people stay asleep. I have them in both of my kids' bedrooms. There's two of them in my office, and there's one in every other room in my house. I believe in a precautionary principle, and these things appear to do more good than harm, and they're certainly not going to do any harm that I can find. That's a GreenWave electrical power filter on the Upgrade Itself site. Just as a resource, you don't have to buy it from me, but if you like the show, please do. The Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media.